Hello and welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today because I'm here to talk about when I live in fear, I don't know what my mind says. And the reason I bring this up is that it's so easy to indulge in the fear and to be afraid and to dress rehearse tragedy and to be in that fear state thinking that it is the most productive, effective way for us to move forward. And I'm here to tell you it's not. I'm also here to tell you that you're not alone because many of us are really good at living in fear, especially when there's really not danger. I want you to think about the last time you were living in fear. What did you do? How did you react? How did you respond? How did you act? What did you think? Were you even aware of what your mind was saying? When I used to live in fear, and I was really good at living in fear, man, I was a huge catastrophizer. I didn't even know what my mind was saying. I was just trying to get rid of this fear, offload it. I was freaking out. There was so much drama and nothing productive was happening. So essentially, when I was living in fear, my body took over and it responded because that's what our body's supposed to do. When our body believes that we are in danger, what does it do? It fights it flights, flees away, or it freezes. And how do you respond? What is your go-to response in the different arenas? There are times that I shut down and I freeze and I'm not capable. And there are times when I'm in fear and I will fight. I will take you down. So know what that is and know what happens when you live in a place of fear. And especially when you're constantly dress rehearsing tragedy. I got myself so exhausted because I was so good about that. And I thought I was preparing myself so that I knew what to do when I got into that dangerous place. But what happened was because I was stress rehearsing tragedy over and over and over, I was living in that constant state and it was exhausting and it didn't help me move forward. So what happens is the other thing that happened is that I wasn't clear. I didn't really understand what was going on and there was drama and there's all the stories and there's all these noise and I would just sit there and go on and on and on because I'm a fantastic creator of scary stories in my brain. I've gotten so much better at it with constraints and with really paying attention and with managing my mindset, all the stuff I talk about here and it's been a deliberate practice. But when I used to live in fear, in constant fear, it was horrendous and that was part of the reason why I had to numb with other things. Okay. My best self is not here when I live in fear. And don't you want to get to your best self? Because that's really about what it's about when you can fully show up as you. And here's the other thing that's really, really important is that when you live in fear, you're constantly living in that land and all the fear and the scary stories and the, what if this could happen? And what if that could happen? And you think about all these different plans and you may think you're being really productive, 
But my hunch is you're not your best self is showing up, not your most resourceful self. Probably the actions that you take from this place aren't going to be good. One of the ways that I try to do is I get into that fight mode. It looks like I'm controlling. And so I'll try to control. And so when you think about when you live in that fear, what do you do? And sometimes it's been really good for me when I would try to jump in and fix or control, but I couldn't because there was some sort of obstacle in the way. And I would get more frustrated because I was so thinking that if I don't get this fixed, everything's going to fall apart. And that would be devastating for me. But what I didn't realize was that was a blessing in disguise because I couldn't step in and fix it. And I can get myself better into a better feeling state later on. And then my resourcefulness came out. My brilliance came out. I was able to figure things out in a much better way. So when we live in fear, we don't understand what our mind is saying. It is not clear. There is a lot of noise going on and it does not help us. And I'm not talking about you're driving down the road and there's a car coming to you and you swerve to get out. That is very helpful. And that is what our brain is set up to do. But it's when we're constantly worried, well, this could happen or that can happen. Oh my God, I'm going to drive off the cliff. I'm going to drive off the cliff. That does not help when we live in this constant state of fear. Um, So it's really, really important that we don't live in fear. And there's a difference between living in fear and feeling the fear. Because I'm not saying, oh, stop living in fear and don't have any bad feelings. Because if we numb the bad feelings, the so quote, quote, bad feelings, fear, shame, guilt, if we numb those feelings, you can't feel the good feelings. And that's what we want to feel. We want to feel the feelings. And so it's really important to feel all the feelings, right? We want to feel all the feelings. We just don't want to live in the feeling of fear. Notice the difference between living in fear and feeling fear. Because when you live in fear, you're stuck there. You're in that swampland. Remember the swampland of shame that I like to talk about where I pitch a tent and built a campfire and I sit around for hours upon hours and just sat there and I lived in that. It does not feel good. And the same thing with living in fear. It's exhausting. It doesn't help you move forward. It doesn't help you be be your most resourceful self. It doesn't help you be the best version of you. And it creates a lot more pain and anguish. So again, instead of living in fear, feel the fear, feel it in your body. Pay attention. Where do you notice it in your body? Is it fast or slow? Is it hard or soft? Do you see a color when you see fear, when you feel fear? I don't see colors. I have many clients that do. So do you feel a color when you feel fear? Recognize this feeling, be with it, and then check in and say, what is the story? What is the thought that is creating this feeling of fear? What am I telling myself? Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job and I won't be able to feed my family and we're going to be homeless. Now, really, maybe you will lose your job, but will you become homeless or will you find another better job? right? We're so good at dress rehearsing tragedy. That's what happens. It becomes this downward spiral and it takes a lot of energy to create an upward spiral, 
But if you're creating a downward spiral, you're indulging in the drama and you're making it bigger and bigger and bigger and it becomes overwhelming. And that's when people say, I'm stuck, I'm overwhelmed because you're sitting there fondling those stories over and over again about the things that you're most afraid of and you create it. So feeling the feeling and checking in with your body, understanding where this feeling is coming from. Hint, it's coming from the thought you're thinking, right? The stories you're playing over and over and check in with that. Is it really true? You know, is the story really true? Will I lose my job? Maybe, maybe not. You may not know. Will I have this health scare? Maybe, maybe not. So check in with that. Don't take massive action when you're in a place of fear. That is not a good time because you may go into overdrive. You may kick in with your adrenals. You may do something that actually you regret later on. You may go gladiator on somebody. So instead, check in and get your brain calm. Get clear with what your mind is saying. So instead of living in fear, you want to move maybe to a place of calm. And so then the thought may be, I'm resourceful. I can figure this out. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I can figure this out. Sometimes we don't have the beauty of having this kind of process. So then it may be as simple as, am I truly in danger in this moment? Yes or no, not a long story. Am I truly in danger in this moment? Or am I dress rehearsing tragedy? If we're dress rehearsing tragedy, we can ask ourselves, what is the story that I'm telling myself? And you ask yourself that. The other thing that's really important is to take deep breaths, to breathe in and to breathe out. So we call it box breathing or yogis call it yoga breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds and then you exhale for four seconds and you breathe in for four seconds and you exhale for four seconds. So I'm going to do that by counting and I want you to do that with me. We're going to do it three times so you can practice this. Inhale, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. 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 Notice how you feel right now. Do you feel a bit calmer? That comes from breathing, taking those deep breaths, getting into the rhythm. And notice my words of the numbers distracted you from story fondling and telling yourself those stories because you're focusing on something else and you were disattaching, detaching from the fearful stories that you were creating. In this place of calm is where we want to be because we, if we're in a place of fear, we're going to fight it, we're going to flight it, or we're going to freeze which doesn't help us. So in this place of calm, this is what it means to let the fear pass through you. So we went from a place of fear to a place of calm, right? And maybe it's a place of fear to a place of 
frustration. Maybe it's a place of fear to a place of overwhelm. Maybe that's a little bit better of a feeling for you. Maybe it's from a place of fear to a place of annoyance, right? It doesn't have to be in the place of calm. I like to be in the place of calm. So I will work on, I've practiced getting myself there. Get yourself grounded. So when we're in this place of calm, when we're in a better feeling state, that's when you can start to take massive action. That's when your resourcefulness will come up. That's when you can problem solve something. And so for me, oftentimes it can be an email that comes through, you know, blasting me about something that I'm like, danger, danger. And I remind myself, I'm not in danger. It's an email. It's all okay. And then I calm myself. And oftentimes I don't respond in that moment. Because I have learned from many falling down moments that responding in that moment does not de-escalate. It only escalates because I'm in that fighting place of fear. And in, when I can calm down, then I can respond. I can take action. I can move towards a result that's more favorable for both of us. And that could be just as much as thank you very much for your opinion. Where I'm thanking them for their opinion, but I'm not taking it on. Or it can be, oh, we have a, I have a conflict that I'm going to help facilitate. And how can I do that best? From being in a place of calm, not in from a place of fear. So getting yourself grounded is key and not living in a place of fear because then you can understand what your mind is saying. You can understand the stories. You can be in a compassionate place to maybe understand and like in those examples when nasty emails come through to maybe have a better perspective and show up with compassion even for the person who's nasty. It doesn't mean they get to hurt you or harm you, but when you can show up with compassion. And this is so important because you're checking in with the stories that are going on in your head. You're checking in with, am I really in danger, right? Or am I just making the worst case scenario and I'm imagining it. I'm so good at seeing that worst case scenario. Like that's one thing that I know I'm really good at. I've prepared myself really well throughout my life to worry about the worst case scenario. It is really challenging to do that and go through life that way. It's very costly. And then When you're in this place of calm, you want to trust yourself that you're going to be able to figure it out. You want to trust yourself that you can move through this and learn from it and doing it from a growth mindset place, not a fixed mindset place, because it's not going to be perfect. You're going to learn from it. And maybe this is the first time that you're trying to resolve an issue. And so then maybe give yourself the permission that you're going to suck at it, but you're going to get better. Because those of us who are overachievers, we don't ever want to suck at it. We have to do it perfectly. We have to do it the best. And then we can get in the place of beating ourselves up. And again, that downward spiral that doesn't help any of us. So get yourself grounded, get calm. One of the stains that I like to say is I'm resourceful. I can figure this out. And sometimes I add in the buffer of over time. That way I don't have to do it right now. I also know that getting a good night's sleep I'm much better in the morning when my brain is fresh and I have a lot more brain juice than later in the day when I'm tired. And so I let myself, I give myself permission to respond. Now I am an adult and it's about being an emotional adult and I have a lot of responsibilities like you. And sometimes it can't wait until the morning. And so I have to get myself into a place, I don't have to, but I choose to get myself into a place where I am calm so that I can best show up to be of service to others and to myself and not to escalate things. I'm not perfect at this. 
I have lots of fallen down moments and I give that to you because we all do as we're moving through this thing we call life. So I invite you to stop living in fear. Our emotions are created by the stories we listen to in our brain. Remember that our emotions are created by the stories we listen to in our brain. We don't want to live in fear. What we want to do is be able to feel the fear and move through it. I'm not saying numb the fear or shut the fear down or run away from the fear. I'm saying actually lean into the fear, feel the fear, pay attention to where it is in your body, pay attention to those subtle signs those subtle symptoms in your body, because then they don't have to escalate so much. Feel that fear. Understand the story that you're telling yourself. Check in to see if these stories are even true. What's the likelihood of it happening? You know, or are you thinking of the worst case scenario? This, this happens to me all the time with my kids. I'm so vulnerable. You know, they're very competent young women. One's an 18 year old. And I'll say, Oh, I haven't heard from her. Maybe. And my brain immediately goes to like the worst case scenario of something happening to her instead of like trusting that it's all going to work out. Right. But this just happened this morning where she was someplace early in the morning and they, nobody was there. And so she texted me and I said, Oh, we'll try around the back. And then I had this envision that there was some really bad person in the back. My brain was going there. It goes there. And I was freaking out. Now, here's the thing is that I did manage risk because of course she doesn't say, oh, I got in the back door. She only contacts me when there's the problem. So I called up the facility and I just said, is she in there? I just want to make sure because it was early and my kids do early morning things because they are swimmers. So this isn't unusual and this was in a place that is relatively safe, but my brain went there. So I managed risk, right? Because that's what I need to do is manage risk, but commit to the best case scenario. And I could feel the feeling of fear. And then I had to remind myself the likelihood of something bad happening is pretty rare, but let me call and find out if she's okay. And she was fine. Okay. So that's the difference between living in fear, where I'd sit there and be like, oh my gosh, something bad's going to happen. I haven't heard from her. And I would go on and on and on in my brain. And I could feel my arms as I'm talking to you about this tighten up. I can feel that physical sensation. And this is 12 hours later that this had happened, right? And I know she's fine, but I can tell myself that story and I can have those physical sensations in my body as though it were real. That is why we don't want to live in fear. We want to feel the fear, check in with the stories, know our physical sensations, and then move through them and get ourselves to a grounding. So for me, grounding is a place of calm and telling yourself the stories that get you there. And then from there, taking massive action. And that's what I did. I got to a place of calm and then I thought, oh, well, I could find out if she's okay. I can call the facility and see, hey, did she make it inside, right? So instead of waiting a couple of hours to see her come home to see if she's okay, I just did that, done, was able to move forward. So that's what I'm talking about when we live in fear. We don't know what our mind says, but when we can feel our fear, we can check in, we can move through it, and then we can take massive action. So know the difference between real danger and when you dress rehearse tragedy and are imagining danger. It's never about not feeling fear. It's about feeling it, being aware of it, not reacting to it and moving through it. And when you live in fear, you're not going to know what your mind says. And we want to know what our mind is saying. And when we don't know, we are just reacting and it's not necessarily your best self and you're not the most resourceful 
when you're there to figure out a better way. So stop living in fear, know what your mind says, feel the feeling, take massive action to move you through. All right. I'm so excited this month in September, I have a new group called Enough that's starting at the end of the month. And I've been taking applications. So the application process is open. Go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough and apply. Submit your application. Don't wait. Don't sell it. Say that, oh, I'm not enough to be in the enough program. Just submit, be brave and submit the application because this is your opportunity to actually take this stuff. If you love Brene Brown's work, if you love, you know, the mindset stuff that I talk about, but really struggle with actually doing the work, creating the structure and following through, this is for you. So go ahead and apply. I'm putting together a fantastic group of people who are going to be in this group and we're going to practice and it's going to be awesome. It's, I have other groups that are going on and it's a place where you can practice and live the stuff so it's in your bones and so you can move through it instead of sitting around beating yourself and saying, oh, I want my best self. I want a better life. I want better mental and emotional health, but I just can't do it. It's not for me because it is for us. I understand where you've been. I've been there and I'm in this other arena now that is so much more fantastic to live in. So again, go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough, hit apply. I'm going through the applications and then I'll be doing consults with people who are a good fit for this upcoming group. Thank you so much. I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wide awake.